Hi there, welcome to another episode of Cash Clarity. I'm your host, Abby Nerderman, and I am pumped that you're joining me today because today I am doing something extra special. Get ready because this episode will be Cash Clarity's very first interview episode. I'm talking to Jenny Harshbarger, licensed psychologist of Mosaic Mental Wellness, about navigating times of uncertainty and how to stay positive. I really wanted to do this episode because a lot of you asked me about mindset. A few weeks ago, I reached out on social media to understand what you're struggling with right now, and I was surprised by how many responses had to do with trying to stay positive or sane. I was anticipating more questions on how to work from home or how to save money, which I did receive, and I did address those in previous podcast episodes, by the way, but while I think I do a pretty good job staying positive myself, I felt underqualified to really do a podcast episode on it all on my own, so I called in the big guns. Sometimes we get into our own head and it either makes us miserable or we take it out on someone else or we do both and then everyone's miserable. And with COVID-19 going around right now, it seems like there are extra inner demons for us to battle. If you're like me, you want to get on the other side of this pandemic without feeling like you've been consumed by stress. I, I don't want to argue with my husband or yell irrationally at my kids because I feel overwhelmed or uncertain about the future. And I don't want to pinball between feeling happy about spending more time with my family to sad about not being able to get out or feeling confused about all the news and conflicting opinions on social media. I should be able to make some lemonade with this situation and really work on my business and serve my clients at a higher level, which is why I asked Jenny to talk to us on today's episode. Jenny is a clinical psychologist in Wichita, Kansas, with over 15 years in clinical practice. She has seen many clients work through their individual concerns to achieve personal growth, allowing them to live healthy and happy lives full of meaning. She specializes in working with clients who have eating disorders, have experienced trauma, or are struggling with issues related to maternal mental health, which includes perinatal and postpartum depression and anxiety, as well as grief due to miscarriage and or infertility. Her approach is to combine evidence-based practice with whole body wellness. Jenny uses multiple therapeutic approaches, including cognitive behavioral therapy, dialectical behavioral therapy, acceptance and commitment therapy, and prolonged exposure. She also frequently incorporates biofeedback therapy, yoga, and mindful meditation. She created Mosaic Mental Wellness here in Wichita, Kansas with her partner, Josie Oldham. Their licensed counselors and therapists work with everyday people who need just a little help getting life back together. Their philosophy is centered on a holistic approach to healing the mind, body, and spirit. It's a place where you are safe to explore and discover new tools to work toward your goals in creative ways. Combining techniques, science has proven to be effective with whole body wellness, a place where together they will create a personalized plan to help you achieve the peace and mental wellness you deserve. Jenny is extremely passionate about helping individuals through tough times and she is such a leader in understanding what we can do to improve our mental health and mindset during this time. 
which is why I asked her onto the show today. So I won't make you late any longer. Hi, Jenny. Thanks so much for joining the show today. Sure. So I've already talked a little bit about who you are and why I'm having you on the show today. And before we really dive in, can you tell me a little bit more about Mosaic Mental Wellness and how you came to be an owner of a mental health practice? Sure. Um, so I've been doing mental health work for about 15 years now and worked in a number of different settings. I've worked in college counseling centers. I worked at the VA for a large chunk of my career and started a private practice about three years ago. And I have a partner. We worked together and created Mosaic. So we serve primarily the Wichita area community, um, although we do have a few patients that are in you know, other parts of the state and, and call in and do telehealth services. Um, but we provide counseling, we provide psychological assessment, um, group counseling, individual couples, um, kind of the full gamut of services. Um, you've been a bit of a, an entrepreneur, it sounds like. Did you always know that you wanted to run your own practice someday or did it come as a little bit of a surprise? It came as a surprise to me. I'm not sure about my partner, Josie, but for me, I had never foreseen myself going into private practice or pursuing, you know, individual work within a group or privately. And the opportunity arose and I was not incredibly satisfied with where I was in my career a few years ago and decided to take the plunge. Um, it's been a huge learning curve. I have learned a lot about business. That's not exactly where my strengths lie, um, but I've had to learn a lot and it's been actually really rewarding and enjoyable. Well, that's great. I know I definitely can relate to that. Uh, it was definitely scary for me when I got going. So I think there will be a lot of listeners that will, will definitely resonate with, with your feelings around that. So the big reason why I invited you on the show today is because we're in the middle of a crisis globally and yeah. so much of our daily life has been altered to adjust to the current pandemic. So what are some of the big mindset challenges or struggles you're seeing people face right now? I think the biggest is just transition in general in a number of different areas, right? I know isolation can be a huge problem for people who are very social and used to going into work every day. Um, the opposite can also be true for people who tend to stay at home. They may be struggling with spending too much time with their family, a lot of face-to-face -face contact. Um, and I think just the shift as a whole in terms of doing school at home, doing work at home, trying to manage all those day-to-day -day tasks that we all do. You know, this has been really challenging for everybody, I think, and, and people are, are trying to adjust as best they can. Oh, I totally agree. <laughs> um, I, I can say that for myself and, and, and for my family. So because so many of us are working at home and the kids are at home and we're just spending a lot more time with family in general than normal, which, of course, is a huge blessing to spend time with our loved ones. But sure. however, you know, <laughs> because we're feeling scared and uncertain about the future, how do we keep from taking out our fears and anxiety or maybe even anger out on our loved ones? Yeah. And first I'll say all of those are completely normal to feel. Normal to feel. feel. Sorry, right? Um, I, I think when we feel vulnerable, a lot of times that turns toward um, not only feeling scared, but feeling angry, feeling a little more 
little more irritable. Um, I think one thing that you can do is being more deliberate about your time together. It's hard to get thrust into situations when you're used to spending some time together, but not all your time together to get on each other's nerves a little bit and really not know what those boundaries look like or what those parameters should look like. So I think it's really good to set aside deliberate time to spend together. That might be around meal time. It might be everyone coming together to watch a movie in the evening or play cards or a game. But it's also okay to set yourself aside some time for just yourself, you know, create some space from each other outside of those deliberate times that you set so that you can have space to just renew and recharge and do things that feel good just for you. Okay. Yeah, no, that's, that's totally great. So what's maybe something that we can say to our loved ones to, to let them know that you know, we need that space alone, but at the same time being tactful, maybe and not being hurtful. Sure. Well, I think with spouses or, or partners, you can very easily say, you know, I love spending time with you, but this feels a little bit overwhelming because I would imagine they're feeling a little bit overwhelmed as well. So I am going to carve out just a, a, some space for myself. I'm going to carve out an hour here and I'm going to go take a bath or I'm going to read a book or I'm going to listen to some music or write for a little while. With partners, it's a little bit easier because there's communication and ideally, you know, they're feeling the same way and would also like that space. With kids, I think it's a little bit harder, right? Um, they are thrilled that you're home and with them all the time, um, particularly younger kids. And I think it's okay to say, you know, kind of mommy needs a time out right now. Um, mommy's feeling a little bit stressed. I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed. So I'm I'm going to give myself a timeout and carve out some space just for me. And then I'll come find you in an hour and we'll play a game or we'll read a book together. I love that. <laughs> Giving yourself a timeout. That's definitely yeah. something that my four-year-old would get. <laughs> right. Exactly. They understand that language. Um, particularly if you've laid some of the groundwork, right? That timeout isn't necessarily punishment, but it's, it's a timeout. It's time for you to gather yourself and get your thoughts together and calm down and, it's perfectly okay to say, you know, mommy needs a timeout or daddy needs a timeout. We all need timeouts here and there. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I know I do. <laughs> so on the flip side of this, while some of us might be feeling crowded by our families, some of us are facing quarantine alone. What yeah. can we be doing to feel less isolated and lonely? Yeah. So connection is really important. Um, we are, you know, social creatures by nature. We crave human connection. And so this is particularly hard on people who live by themselves or do feel isolated. I think uh, creating a space for connection in any way that you can, maybe it's making phone calls, maybe it's connecting via Skype or FaceTime with friends and family. Um, there's some really great apps that you can use now to get on and, and play virtual games with friends and family. Um, I think that's an, a really important thing to do if you can. I know even my partner and I, we have, uh, we're used to seeing each other on a daily basis and, and connecting and talking. And so we've planned little coffee dates uh, throughout our weeks. We set aside 30 minutes just to connect and drink coffee and talk about our days and any challenges we're having uh, converting our practice to a telehealth practice, which has been invaluable for me. 
I, I know we've been FaceTiming with my parents a lot and my mom has said in particular um, how much she looks forward to our calls now because it's like uh, entertainment for her to, you know, see our kids yeah. run around and play. Absolutely. This time is especially scary for small business owners. Many are having to close their doors temporarily, and some owners may even be contemplating shutting doors permanently. So what would you say to those going through a difficult life change in this situation? Yeah, I I think stress, you know, in itself is pretty um, omnipresent right now for, for everybody, particularly small business owners who are seeing a deep, you know, decrease in their revenue. And like you said, contemplating shutting their doors either temporarily or permanently. I think the first thing is to practice really good self-care. You know, there are things that are within our control and things that are not within our control. And so part of self-care is, is recognizing that uh, being self-aware, you know, what is something that I can do right now? What do I have control over? And for those things that you don't have control over, learning how to let that go or distance yourself from that in terms of those anxious thoughts. Um, I would also really encourage people to get on some semblance of a schedule. Um, I know that sounds kind of silly when you're at home, but it's important to continue doing some of those regularly scheduled routine things that you do day to day anyway. That might be, you know, getting up and going to bed at about the same time every day, getting dressed, taking a shower, making sure that you're eating well and scheduling out times to eat. Um, You want good sleep, but you also don't want too much sleep. Um, It's really tempting to sleep in every day and stay up late, but throwing you out of schedule like that is really kind of chaotic, not only mentally, but physically for your body who is used to a routine. Um, So those things are really important. Other things that that I think are are good to do is maybe limiting your exposure to the news. Um, It's also very tempting to tune into that 24-hour news cycle to stay up to date on everything that's coming your way, but all of that information can be really overwhelming as well. So I always encourage people to maybe check in once a day. Maybe it's at the end of your day. For me, I prefer to do that at the beginning of my day. I get on and I get on kind of the CDC website or I look at maybe BBC and and read the news that, that came about in the last 24 hours and then I turn it off and I don't look at it the rest of the day so that it doesn't become overwhelming for me. Um, There are some really great apps that are available for people who are having significant stress right now. I know I often recommend Calm is a really good app. Headspace is really great. Um, There's another one called Sanvelo that was developed by a psychologist that does a really good job of not only providing information about anxiety and depression and how those things impact you, but giving you some great tools and, and tips and tricks to use to help combat it as it comes up. Oh, those sound great. I'll make sure and get links to those in the show notes. Yeah, that would be great. And the other thing that I would say is um, seeking out professional resources if you need them. I know a lot of people think that we're not working at this time, but we are. Um, Almost all medication providers and all counselors are attempting to work from telehealth. There's certainly some 
some glitches here and there as we all transition our practice over, but I am seeing new patients and seeing my regular patients so that um, we can continue to touch base and, and work on managing that day-to-day stress and anxiety that comes up. Okay. So you've mentioned telehealth a few times. What is that mm-hmm. and how exactly does that work? So telehealth is being able to connect with your providers through a video chat format, uh, similar to Zoom or Skype or FaceTime, but we do it using a HIPAA compliant platform. So for example, my electronic health record has a HIPAA compliant platform that's built into it. And so I send patients a link and they hit that link and I hit that link on my side and we connect via video chat to have our sessions. Very cool. So is this completely secure? We don't have to worry about anybody bombing in to our private meeting? Yes, yes. I've been reading all of that information on Zoom, which is really unsettling. But um, yes, it's completely compliant. um, And we don't have to worry about people bombing in and and joining our sessions. So Okay, good, good. And not just for now, but in in crazy times like this, but anytime, what are some tips or some advice that you could give for staying positive and keeping a healthy mindset? I think the the first thing is learning how to be aware. Um, And what I mean by that is, is a lot of us are not, you know, in tune or incredibly insightful into the fact of how our thoughts kind of impact our emotion and how our emotion impacts behavior. Um, It's not until we have kind of tipped over that edge and we find ourselves feeling really irritable or angry or sad, um, and it is already impacting what we do moment by moment, um, do we realize that something is wrong. So, you know, I I love for people to have many check-ins with themselves every day. You know, what am I feeling? What's in my head? Um, What is my plan for the day? Um, Just to have kind of a thermometer, so to speak, on your emotional life and your mental life. So that is invaluable is just developing that insight and being aware of yourself. Um, everybody responds to stress management a little bit differently. So I think the important thing there is to find something that works for you. For some people, it is maybe doing some mindfulness work and and kind of grounding in the present. For some people, maybe it's really journaling and and writing out their thoughts so they can process those. For some, it it may be something as simple as taking deep breaths and then taking a walk, getting outside and and doing something. So I think the key is to find something that works for you, that you know works for you, and using that. Sometimes that takes some trial and error and, and trying a few different things before you figure out what works for you. But I know for me on a personal level, I was feeling a little stir crazy yesterday. My daughter was feeling a little stir crazy. And uh, so we took a drive. You know, we couldn't really go anywhere, but, you know, we played music and we rolled the windows down and we sang and we talked and we just drove around for like an hour and a half or so and then headed back home. And, and I think both of us, when we got here, just felt more relaxed and, and more at peace um, because we were able to get a little bit of a change of scenery and that worked really well for us. I love that idea. I think I'm going to make a point to, to do that with my daughter this week yeah. sometime. Okay. Well, again, thank you so much for being on the show. I've really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you for having me. 
Now, before I let you go, where can my listeners go to find out more about Mosaic Mental Wellness? Um, so we have a website, so mosaicmentalwellness.com. They can get on and check out our bios and who we are and what we do. So that would probably be the best way to connect with us. Okay. And are you able to see patients outside of Kansas? Right now, no. So what happens is, is counseling kind of takes place where the patient is at. And we are all only licensed in Kansas. So all our patients are in Kansas at this time. Gotcha. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Jenny. Take care. Thank you. You too. Wow. Wasn't Jenny so great? I can't wait to implement some of her tips, especially the car ride tip. I hope you found this episode as helpful as I did. I'm already feeling a little bit better about how to navigate these crazy times we're living in. I hope you come back for the next episode because I'm going to share with you some of the administrative core processes that I've put in place inside of my business that's really helped me run my business effectively and I have become a better leader as a result. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like this episode, please subscribe to the show where you listen to podcasts. And if you'd like to be featured in a listener shout out in a future Cash Clarity episode, please leave a review on iTunes. Until next time.